Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. And today, we're going to get you into a holiday mood with a radio play titled The Gift. Now, about a year ago, I challenged my director friend, Matt, who loves suspense and horror, to create something really different, a holiday play. And he took that challenge on, and it was a bigger challenge than he expected. In fact, he says it was one of the most challenging radio plays he has ever done, and his biggest production so far. For example, this show required him to write and record 12 different pieces of music. So without further ado, just to mention that if we've kept you in good company through the year 2021, consider a gift to the show. Every time the new year begins, a whole new round of yearly bills arrives on my doorstep. I would sure love your help paying for those yearly bills. There are links in the show notes about how you can send us a gift right now, either as a monthly supporter or a one-time donor on Patreon or PayPal. And now, a gift. And that was one of my favorite holiday classics. Let It Snow by the Carpenters from their holiday album, A Christmas Portrait. Speaking of snow, if you have not checked out your window lately, it's doing exactly that. And it doesn't show signs of stopping. Six to eight inches have already been recorded throughout most of the Big Apple and surrounding areas. Weather predicts as much as 10 to 12 by morning. So if you absolutely must travel in this slushy mess, Please be careful and mindful of the slippery roads. The current time is 10.15 p.m., which means less than two hours until the big day. That's right, it's almost Christmas morning. Playing all of your holiday favorites, this is Rebecca Rudolph Randall. Wishing everyone listening tonight that you are safe and warm in your homes on this chilly Christmas Eve, surrounded by your loved ones, and are enjoying the warmest of the holiday season. Up next is the king of Christmas himself, Bing Crosby, and his holiday hit, White Christmas, here on WAIP AM 77.
8.37 p.m. on this blizzard of a Christmas Eve. It's getting close. Can you feel it? Is your home filled with the sounds of laughter? The smell of a hot chocolate and cookies? Are you beginning to feel the Christmas spirit as it warms? That's quite enough of that. I don't know about you, Remy, but I say we sleep the day away tomorrow. What do you say? What? I know that look. Do you really have to go out? Okay, seriously? If I have to get out of my warm pajamas, get suited up for outside, go down four flights of stairs, and out into that blizzard, <laughs> you better be filling up two doggy bags. Understood? Okay, let's go. Can you find a place to deposit your Yule log, please? Not sure if you noticed, but it's freezing out here. Why are you being so picky tonight? No? Not the perfect spot? Gotcha. Oh, this one not up to par either? Understood. Perhaps one of the many other areas you frequently haunt and soil will be more suitable for you. you wh why are you stopping? Why are you sitting? Oh, are you serious? You don't even have to go, do you? Oh, Remy. I swear when we get back... What is that? Something bright coming out of that side street. Oh, come on. As long as you dragged me out here and aren't producing, we might as well check out what's happening. Is... Is that a store? I don't remember there being a store here. I swear, this space has been empty for years. I sure got set up and opened quick. Ah, oh, Goodwin's goods. It's catchy. <laughs> no, they can't be open at this hour. Well, the sign says they are. How about it, Remy? Shall we get out of this cold for a minute? Sorry if I startled you. How can I help? Oh, no. 
I was just walking by and saw your lights on, so I... So you decided to come in and do a bit of last-minute shopping? Uh, no, <laughs> not exactly. No? Yeah, I, um... Is something the matter? You seem a bit, shall we say, confused. Well, to be honest, I am. Well, perhaps we can get to the bottom of this confusion. Why not tell me about it, Miss... Uh, Davis. Malia Davis. Very nice to meet you, Miss Davis. As you were saying... Well, you see, I've lived here for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I take my dog for walks down this street twice a day for the last six, and I... Yes? Well, I'm a little embarrassed to ask, but I've never seen this store before tonight. Did you recently open? As in today? Uh, this afternoon, to be precise? Oh, no. Goodwin's Goods has been here forever. Forever? Yes. We've been here for over a hundred years. A hundred years? Well, yes. Don't look so shocked. After all, I should know. I've always been here. And you are... My deepest apologies, Miss Davis. Goodwin's the name. Wallace T. Goodwin. I'm the owner and proprietor here at Goodwin's Goods, and I welcome you to my shop. Thank you. <laughs> so, if I'm understanding this correctly, your store has been here, in this very spot, for over a hundred years? Quite. And you, Mr. Goodwin, have been here this entire time? Correct. For over a hundred years? Exactly. Now, Miss Davis, does that clear up the confusion? No, Mr. Goodwin, it, it really doesn't. Oh. How is it that your shop has been here for over a hundred years. You've been here since the beginning, which, by the way, you look really good for your age. <laughs> and I've never noticed this shop until today. Well, perhaps you never noticed before because you never needed to. That is, until tonight. I'm not following you. You see, Miss Davis... In a city this size, it's quite easy to pass by several things that go unnoticed for a long time, and then one day, poof, there it is. Wouldn't you agree? Uh-huh. So you understand how easily it could be to walk by and never even notice my shop? For 20 years? <laughs> Why not? Okay. <laughs> I think I'll be going now. Nice to meet you, Mr. Goodwin. But you just got here, and you haven't even looked around the shop yet. Oh, that's okay. I better get Remy home before the snow gets so high he gets lost in it. <laughs> Thanks, though. Oh, come on, boy. Miss Davis? Mm-hmm? There is a reason you are here tonight. What do you mean? Several people have passed by my shop for the first time tonight and decided not to come in. A few have even come as close as to open the door, then at the last second turn away without taking a chance. And then, there is you. You took the chance and came in. I don't mean to sound rude, Mr. Goodwin, but what is your point? My point, Miss Davis, is that if you take a few moments and perhaps look around, may just find what you've been looking for. And what is that? 
Unfortunately, I am not at liberty to say, but why not take a chance? You have come this far. Okay. You intrigue me. I guess it wouldn't hurt to look around for a minute. A wise decision. I'm sorry. I, I never asked if it was okay to have my dog in here. Uh, quite. In fact, with your permission, I'd be more than happy to watch him while you look around. Are you sure? Of course. I love dogs. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the leash. Uh, stay with the nice man, Remy. If he becomes obnoxious, just let me know. Oh, we'll get along just fine, won't we, Remy? <coughs> if you need help with anything, please, feel free to let me know. Thanks. Hmm. Pretty tune. Yes. Isn't it? Huh. Find something? Hmm? Uh, oh, no. I was just looking at this old wood nativity scene. Beautiful, isn't it? It's hand-carved and one of a kind. Does it remind you of something? Yeah. Uh, my grandmother used to have one that looked exactly like this in the entryway of our house when I was younger. Did you say it was one of a kind? I did. That is so strange. It looks exactly the same as my grandmother's. She said my grandfather carved it for her as a gift, their first Christmas married. It was always the first thing we put out when we would decorate for the holidays, and the last thing we would put away every year. It was almost ceremonial. What a wonderful custom. Yeah, it really was. Gosh, I haven't thought about that in years. Were you and your grandmother close? Oh, very. She was my whole world. She sounds incredibly special. She was. My parents passed away when I was a baby, and my grandfather passed away before I was even born. So it made sense that she and I were brought together to look after each other. So she raised you then? Yes. That must have been hard on you both. You being so young and her so much older. Oh, I'm sure it was for her especially but it seemed natural. She was always there for me. Helped me with my homework, studied for tests, taught me to drive. She came to every piano recital, school function, helped me get ready for school dances, gave me boy advice. <laughs> oh gosh. Even though I knew it made her uncomfortable and I can't ever remember a time when I heard her complain. She was... Remarkable. Very. Even more so during the holidays. How so? She became almost childlike with excitement. About everything. Decorating, baking, listening to her old holiday records. 
You could tell she had the best time and loved every minute of it. We both did. It sounds like you had a wonderful childhood, all things considered. Yeah, I did. I was very blessed. If you don't mind me asking, um, how old were you when she passed? It was my freshman year of college, so uh, 18, almost 19. Still, such a young age to lose someone so important to you. My whole world felt like it collapsed under me. Nothing felt the same, especially Christmas. It was never the same after she was gone. Since then, I have tried my best to avoid the entire thing. Avoid Christmas? Yeah. Why would you want to avoid something that was so important to you both? Because, in some strange way, I've always felt guilty about the whole thing. Guilty? How? Well, I had planned on coming home for the holiday break. I remember my grandma was purposefully waiting for me to be home before decorating, even though it meant starting later than usual. It had been the longest we had ever been apart, so she was so excited for me to be home with her. I can imagine. A week before break, my friends all decided not to go home, but instead rent a cabin in the mountains and go skiing during the break. I had never been skiing before and was so happy when they invited me to go with them. So naturally, I called my grandma and asked her. Well actually begged her to let me go. What did she say? She said it was fine, and to have a good time. Oh? I could hear the sadness in her voice, but I was so excited that she said yes, that I ignored the obvious and went anyways. Our second day up at the cabin, she called to check in right as we were all walking out the door to hit the slopes, so I was quick to get off the phone with her. I... I didn't even say goodbye. I just hung up on her. I could hear her in the middle of telling me she loved me when I selfishly replied, Okay, gotta go. And hung up. I wasn't trying to be rude. I was just... excited and having fun. I'm sure she knew that. I came back to the cabin after skiing all day to a message that she had had a heart attack. How terrible. I left immediately and drove all night to get to her. But it was too late. She had passed before I had arrived. Tissue? Thank you. Of course. (laughs) I'm sorry. I can't believe I'm just opening up to someone I've just met 20 minutes ago. And now I am a complete mess. It's perfectly all right. (sighs) Strange, isn't it? What's that? How you can keep something locked away inside for years. Your co-workers or... Even closest friends have no clue about your past. 
But then you meet someone, and word vomit all over them. I wonder why that happens. Well, perhaps it's easier because more than likely you'll never see that person again. Any possible judgment doesn't matter. True. That's a good point. Miss Davis, I hope you don't mind, but seeing as you have just shared a very personal and private part of your past with me, I feel that it is just as important that I share something with you. And what is that? Your grandmother passing away was not your fault. Whether you had been there with her like you had years before, or were skiing up in the mountains, it had no bearing on what happened to her. I never said it was my fault. Then why do you feel so guilty? Why would you keep what happened locked away, never to be thought about, and as a result, try to avoid Christmas all these years? If you didn't feel somewhat responsible for your grandmother's passing. Because! If I had been there when it happened, she wouldn't have been alone. I see. She was alone. Scared. I should have been there to reassure her it was going to be okay. That I was going to be okay. I should have been there to make her feel safe and comfortable instead of strangers in an ambulance rushing her to the hospital. It should have been me taking care of her the way she always took care of me. But I wasn't there. I was too busy being selfish. I was thinking only about myself and what I wanted. I never even got to tell her goodbye or let her know how important she was to me or how much I loved her. That is not an easy thing to forgive oneself for, Mr. Goodwin. Understood, Miss Davis. But to blame yourself for something that was out of your hands and to swear off a holiday that meant so much to you both as a form of punishment? Do you really think that's what your grandmother would have wanted you to do? Do you think she'd be happy knowing this is how you've chosen to live your life? No. I... Uh... I suppose not. Of course she wouldn't. She would want you to be living the very best life you could. To live each day smiling and, and enjoying everything life has to offer you. To continue those traditions and memories the two of you created. That is what she would want for you. Because that is just how much she loved you. Don't you agree? You know something, Mr. Goodwin? You never met or knew my grandmother. You know nothing about her. But still, I think you're right. Without a doubt, Miss Davis. How do you know so much? Remember, I've always been here. Oh, that's right. A hundred... You said... If I may inquire, now that you've to quote you directly, word vomited all over me. How do you feel? Honestly, really good. <laughs> I haven't felt like this in years. Like a weight has been completely lifted. I'm very glad to hear that. I'm sure your grandmother would be as well. Yeah, I think she would. Still. 
Yes. Oh, I was just thinking. Go on. How I wish I could have one more Christmas with her. It wouldn't matter which one, but just to relive any of them with her. Gosh, what I wouldn't give. What is that? Oh, that? That would be our Christmas cuckoo clock. Care to see it? It's quite special. Actually, yes. Please. Right this way. You can come too, Remy. We only have one in our shop. It's another custom-made item, I believe. To be honest, I don't think there are too many Christmas-themed cuckoo clocks in existence. That's why I said it was special. That's why I'm really curious about it. My grandmother had this cuckoo clock that hung in our living room that my grandfather made. He sounded very crafty. The cuckoo sounds the exact same. I remember the sound it made. Like, I remember my grandmother's voice. Really? I remember it was yellow and had white trim with a green roof. I was 13, I think, and asked my grandmother if we could decorate it for Christmas, because that's what we did to our house, so I wanted the cuckoo's house to be festive, too. (laughs) How ridiculously cute. My grandmother painted the yellow red and then used a spray snow to lightly coat the green roof. I remember being so impressed with how Christmassy it looked. I wouldn't let my grandmother put it away after the holidays with the rest of the decorations. So, whenever I wanted to feel like it was Christmas time again, I would go into the living room and look at the clock. It always gave me that feeling. A wonderful memory like that should never be locked away. It's right over here. Hanging on the wall there. Is there a problem? That clock, the, the cuckoo clock on the wall. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear it was the same one my grandmother and me had in our living room. Well, anything's possible, I suppose. We pick up items from all over the world. Yeah, but it can't be. I mean, how would it have ended up here? I grew up in Oregon and didn't move to New York until long after I graduated college. Well, let's see. I'll take it off the wall and let you examine it closer. Crazy. (laughs) This looks exactly like it. That's incredible. Can I ask you something, Mr. Goodwin? Of course. I don't know why, but I get the feeling that... Yes? You were expecting me tonight. Really? Yeah. I mean, the story about me and my grandmother, this clock, the traditions I mentioned. I I feel like you already knew about all of it. (laughs) Did you? know I was coming tonight? Well, let me say this. 
premonition, fate, whatever you call it, everything happens for a reason. Miracles happen every day, especially this time of the year. For example, watching the way you stare and smile at that clock, as if being reunited with an old friend. Perhaps this all happened for a reason. Mr. Goodwin, what is this place? This can't be why I'm here. <laughs> why, Miss Davis, haven't you figured it out yet? The answer is very clear. Is it? Why, yes. This place? Yes. Is Goodwin's goods. Says right on the sign outside. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. I guess it's sometimes better not to ask too many questions, but instead just to go along with it. Very wise. Well, I suppose I should get going. You probably want to close up your shop soon. Of course. Uh, let me wrap the clock for you to keep the snow from getting inside and causing rust. Smart thinking, thank you. <laughs> I suppose it would also be good to pay before leaving, wouldn't it? Before you go, I have one last thing I'd like to show you. Something you might find particularly interesting. Do you mind? What is it? Actually, never mind the questions. Tonight is all about chances. Right, Mr. Goodwin? Right you are, Miss Davis. Please, this way. It's right over here, in the back corner of my shop. Here we are. It's, uh, it's right under this sheet. Whatever it is, it's big. I'll just remove the sheet and... There. It's a... door. Yes. Describe it for me, please. Well, uh, it's a beautiful door. Looks very old. All uh, wood. Rounded on top, kind of like um, the type of door you'd expect to see at Santa's workshop. An excellent description, Miss Davis. And you are quite correct. It is very old. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it belonged to Santa's workshop. No, of course not. <laughs> you know, doors are an amazing thing. Yeah? A door opens to begin, closes to end, locks to protect. The same rules apply with our minds. I'm not sure I follow. Only that sometimes we close the doors of our minds and on our pasts, thoughts, and general things we don't wish to remember. And then we lock them away in hopes that one will never be affected by them again. Meanwhile, they fester deep in oneself, never allowing one to fully recover from which they are trying to forget. Yeah, that's true. But by unlocking these doors and opening them, we allow ourselves to deal with the issues, and only then can we move on with our lives and begin to heal. I see your point. That's pretty much what I've been doing with Christmas since my grandmother passed away, is that what you're saying? Yes, but tonight, you opened the door and allowed the memories, both sad and happy, back into your life. And now you can move on 
and enjoy life and many more holidays to come. You see, Miss Davis, no matter what life throws at you, it's never too late. You have one life, so make the most out of it every day. I promise. Very good. Well, uh, thanks for sharing this with me. It really is beautiful. Would you care to walk through it? What? The door. Would you like to open it and walk through? Why would I want to walk through it when I can just walk around it? <laughs> it stands upright with supports, and I can clearly see around it. What happened to this being a night of taking chances? Oh, yeah, but I don't necessarily think that applies to what the the door. What about it? It's not the same one I was looking at a moment ago. Correct. It. It's the front door to my grandmother's and my home. I recognize it anywhere. Yes. But I, I don't understand. What? What was that? Malia. N- no. No, it can't be. Malia, where are you? What? What's happening? What is this? A, a cruel, sick joke? I'm afraid I do not understand. I get it now. You're nothing but a typical New York con man, and this place, your store, (laughs) is your front. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. All brightly lit up and decorated for the holidays. Perfect to lure innocent people inside so you, with your charm, can get them to trust you and open up to tell you personal, heartbreaking things. It's disgusting, and I almost fell for it. I'm such an idiot. Miss Davis, I assure you. What do you get out of this, Mr. Goodwin? Or whatever your name is. I mean, how do you live with yourself when people are in pain and you feed off of their grief by giving them hope, faith, getting them to believe you care, and and for what? So they buy your merchandise? How dare you! I should have seen this the moment I walked in here. I should have known this couldn't possibly be my grandmother's clock. You want to know why? Because she only had enough time and enough paint to cover three sides red, which would mean that the back side would still be... Yellow. You were saying? Uh, I don't... How? Happening. A gift, Miss Davis. <laughs> Earlier you said you would give anything to spend one more Christmas with your grandmother, did you not? Yes. Well, now you shall have that chance. <sighs> this can't be real. This must be a trick. Did you not say that you would know the sound of your grandmother's voice anywhere? Yes, but... Well... Is that not the voice of your grandmother calling to you? It sounds just like her, but... Oh, I want it to be her, but... It can't be. Why not? Why? 
Why are you doing this? Remember when I said if you take a few moments to look around, you may find what you've been looking for? Yes. Well, I believe this is it. Not the clock or nativity scene, but the opportunity to see her once more. That is what you've been wanting and needing, correct? Yes, but... I don't have anything to give. That was part of the deal, wasn't it? Of course you do. And that is... Only a promise that you will forgive yourself for the past and never give up on Christmas again. Yes, I promise. Deal. Are you ready to see her? I don't know. I'm nervous. What do I have to do? All you have to do is walk through your front door. And she'll be there? I'll get to see her again? For a short time, yes. Mr. Goodwin, about earlier, I don't understand anything that is happening here tonight or why, but that gave me no right to speak to you the way that I did. I am embarrassed with the way I acted and the horrible things I said. Make no mention. Under these abnormal circumstances, I completely understand. Now, I want you to close your eyes and think of one of your most favorite Christmases you two shared together. Okay. I believe you have it. Yes. I'm ready. Something to be aware of, Miss Davis. When you walk through the door, although you'll continue to look the way you do now, you will not be seen that way by your grandmother. She will see you as you looked during the Christmas you just thought of. Do you understand? Yes. Oh, wait. Remy, uh, what about my dog? I'll keep an eye on him until you return. Don't worry. Okay. Well? <sighs> Here goes nothing. Uh, Miss Davis, before you go... When you get back home, take an extra moment. An extra moment to look around and see all those decorations you two placed every year. An extra moment to smell the air and the fragrances that come out of the kitchen. An extra moment to taste everything you eat and drink. And most importantly, when you hug your grandmother goodnight, hold her close for just a few extra moments. Thank you for everything, Mr. Goodwin. Merry Christmas, Miss Davis. Merry Christmas.
Malia, there you are. I've been calling for you. Didn't you hear me? Oh, just look at you all covered in snow. You were outside watching the snowfall around the Christmas lights again, weren't you? Yes. Ugh, oh, you love to do that, don't you? Now look, your Christmas dress is all wet. Sorry, Grandma. I, I can go change real quick. No, no, there isn't time. I need your help in the kitchen. We have guests to serve, and Grandma can't do it all by herself. I need my helper. Here, let me fix your hair real quickly. There, cute as a button again. Are you mad that I went outside? Of course not, silly. If anything, I'm jealous I wasn't outside with you. <laughs> okay, now, let's get moving. I have some warm... Oh, what's the hug for? I just... I love you so much. Oh, I love you too, sweetheart. Now come on before we smoke everyone out with burnt cookies. <laughs> Malia? Oh, good. Already in bed, I see. Did you brush your teeth? Yes. And all your dirty clothes in the hamper? Did that, too. Good girl. Oh, and before I forget, thank you for finishing the dishes while I was saying goodbye to everyone. That was the best Christmas gift I could have asked for. You're welcome. Were you okay this evening? I kept noticing you staring off at things, and you seemed way more quiet than usual. Oh, yes. I was just enjoying the decorations and listening to everyone. Okay. Well, scoot over so I can lay with you for a minute. Ah, there. Did you have a good Christmas this year? It was the best. How about you? Oh, yes. It was a fine Christmas. You always make the holidays so wonderful. You know something, sweetheart? So do you. Oh, what's with you and the hugs tonight? That's the third one since you came inside. What is going on? Mm, nothing. I'm just taking an extra moment. Oh, my sweet, sweet angel. Now it's time for me to lock up the house and for you to get some sleep. Grandma could do with some rest herself. Uh, Grandma? Yes, sweetheart? Thank you for everything. You are very welcome. Uh, Grandma? Yes? I love you. I love you too, sweetie. I'm turning out the lights now. Oh. Grandma? Uh-huh. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, my angel. Off to sleep now. Don't forget to say your prayers first. Oh, I, I won't. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Amen. Huh? 
Remy! Oh, it was just a dream. But how? I swear I can still smell her perfume and feel her touch. Oh, I can't believe I dreamt the whole thing. <laughs> what an amazing dream. Remy! <laughs> Good boy. Oh, you would have loved her. And she, you. Oh, well. Let's get some sleep. <sighs> and in the morning, plan our Christmas day. Hmm? What? Why, it can't be. Then it, it wasn't a dream. I did see her. I really did hug her. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas, Remy. Oh, come on. Let's go. Come on. We have to go. Hurry, hurry. Good boy. Release? But, but how? How can that be? It was, it was here. It was, it was right here. There was, there was garland and, and lights everywhere and the sign. And now there's, now there's nothing. Only an empty space. How can... Wait a minute. Mr. Goodwin said that Maybe I hadn't noticed this place before because I, I didn't need it until tonight. What is that even? Oh. <laughs> I understand now. Thank you, Mr. Goodwin. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Good evening. Hmm? Oh. Yeah. Hi. Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, you too. Uh, Merry Christmas. Is there something I can help you find? A last minute gift, perhaps? Yeah, I, uh, I was trying to find something for my wife. Oh, we have many things she may enjoy. Uh, Mr. Taylor. Dennis Taylor. 
A pleasure to meet you. As I was saying, Mr. Taylor, here at Goodwin's Goods, everyone can find what they're looking for. They just take the time to look around. For example, we have some lovely gold ornaments right here she may like. Actually, I was uh, looking for something specific. Wonderful. And that is? A snow globe. Not just any kind. There's a certain style she likes to Listening to A Gift, written, produced, and directed by Matthew P. Warner. Featured in the cast were Annie DiMartino as Malia Davis, Ryan Duke as Dennis Taylor, Marsha Warner as Grandma, Tiffany Reek as DJ Rebecca Rudolph Randalls, and starring Seamus C. Smith as Wallace T. Goodwin owner and proprietor of Goodwin's Goods. All recording, sound effects, and editing of A Gift was engineered by Audio Imagination 77. Musical composition and performance by Matthew P. Warner. With technical support by Gabe DiMartino and Michaela Bradford. This has been an Audio Imagination 77 production. That's all for today. My thanks to Matt for taking on that holiday challenge. I really love what came out of it. And one final reminder that if you support this show on Patreon, for as little as $5 a month, you'll get access to two monthly bonus episodes, access to the entire back catalog of those exclusive episodes, and you'll be invited to our live online meetup in early January. We would love to see you there. Join us, won't you? It's a huge compliment when you donate to keep this show running. And it's a major gift. And until next time, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Kitty Sewell.